0: you're listening to Closer Look. Here's Joel Reagan. Our guest tonight is Brandon Mixon. He's the co-founder and chief project officer with Veterans Community Project. They've built a community of tiny houses for veterans in the Kansas City area. How did Veterans Community Project get started?
1: War co-founders. You know, being veterans ourselves, the best way to explain it to a lot of people that aren't military is is a lot of my brothers and sisters would have done whatever it took to save our lives. You know, they would have taken a bullet for us. They would have gave us blood. They would have gave us CPR. They would have done whatever it took to save our life. Why is it that a lot of these guys are literally on the streets battling with war in their head, and we're just leaving these guys hanging? So I wanted to be there for my brothers and sisters. It's my turn to have their back. We're out there on the streets, literally pulling them out of the trenches, uh, working with their mental health stuff, essentially giving them a new life. Uh, they would have done it for us it's our turn now to do it for them
0: you and the other co-founders all have a background as a
1: veteran i was 18 years old when i joined the military and so i knew that i wanted to join the military and to make it my career right as my livelihood it was everything to me um, got stationed with 82nd airborne out of fort bragg um, i was a crew chief so i flew with the blackhawks i deployed to afghanistan uh 16th, 2011. I actually sustained an injury to my left shoulder, my neck, and my uh, head. Come to find out, I actually ended up getting a TBI, and they ended up medevac me from Bagram Airfield to Lanschel, Germany. I, I felt really bad, right? Um, I felt that I left my brothers and sisters behind in Afghanistan, and you know they're the ones that had my back, that they loved me. Like For once, I actually felt at home, and I felt that I had a family. Leaving them was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, when the doctors informed me that they're actually going to medically retire me, uh, medically discharge me out of the Army, um, I was pretty upset. You know, I battled with mental health issues at that point because I was essentially being told, hey, we don't have any use for you anymore, there's nothing we can do for you. I mean, that was one of the hardest blows I felt that I've ever encountered in my life. Being 22 years old, uh, medically retired from the military, I battled really hardcore with depression, um, I battled really hardcore with suicide, I, I just I couldn't find my niche. One day, I was actually, I volunteered with the Warrior Project, and I met one of my really good friends down the CEO of Veterans Community Project, Chris Stout. He seemed like he was really happy. At this time, I was really hateful. I just was not a very nice person to be around. When I met Chris, I'm like, man, why are you so happy? Like, what's, what's making you take every single day? He's like, I help veterans. And I'm like, that sounds like a great idea. He's like... When I got out of the military, I still wanted to serve. It was ingrained in me, it was ingrained into my DNA. I wanted to be able to give back. I wanted to be able to make a difference. And I was asking him, well, how can I get involved? He actually recommended me to get my uh, heating and cooling license, okay, that's exactly what I did. I went from there, got my heating and cooling license, and started helping veterans with heating and cooling. Um, started my own business. Was helping veterans fix their houses. A lot of veterans here locally were getting their houses taken away because they didn't mow their lawn. Maybe there was holes in their roofs. And I wanted to be able to help these vets. One day, Chris and I were kind of sitting around along with one of our other co-founders, and uh, they were telling me about this nonprofit that they wanted to create. They are tired of seeing all these other nonprofits taking in veterans, but not helping the dishonorably discharged veterans, maybe not even helping veterans that were a reservist or national guard. I didn't know this at all myself. I thought every veteran qualifies for benefits. That's actually not the case at all. At this time I actually had an appointment at the Kansas City VA and I was sitting in a stoplight and this is where it really hit me hard. I was sitting at the stoplight and I saw a veteran at the left hand corner of my eye. I saw him there saying, Please help, I'm willing to work. I kind of looked at him angrily. I didn't tell him, though. I was like, you know what? I I did it on my own. You can figure it out, right? That night, I was literally laying in bed, and I almost started bawling out crying. I realized at that moment in time, that could have been that gentleman or that woman that would have saved my life in Afghanistan, that would have taken a bullet for me. Why is it that, again, that veteran is literally dying on the street? He's at war, she's at war on the street, and there's nobody there that has their back. They would have had our back. They would have had our back if you're a civilian or military, or whatever they did, would have done whatever it took for you. And why is it that these veterans are literally on the streets? That's when it really hit me hard that I need to do something. I need to be able to give back. I need to come up with an idea to be able to help my brothers and sisters. I don't care if he or she is dishonorably discharged, honorably discharged started the day in the military 30 years. To me, at the end of the day, they wrote that blank check and wanted to do whatever it took to defend for us. From there is when the tiny house concept came about. Somebody was saying, hey, well, have you guys looked at tiny houses for veterans or anything like that? It, it kind of relates to us living in the barracks. It relates to us living in bee huts and stuff like that over in Afghanistan. A lot of these guys were the most successful in their life um, when they were in the military. So our thought process behind the tiny houses is we're putting these guys right back in the military mentality, kind of giving them the same guidelines, kind of the same structure as the military, and then helping them transition out of the, the tiny house style back into civilian life by giving them a kitchen, a bathroom, kind of the whole nine. But it's set up the kind of the same way as you would see in the military. And that's kind of the reasoning behind the tiny house.
0: Talking about the Veterans Community Project, their tiny house project, with Brandon Mixon, the co-founder and chief project officer, tonight here on Closer Look. Well, let's talk more about the tiny houses, everything you've Kind of designed them for the veteran, all the different struggles maybe they have mentally, the issues they have maybe with PTSD, and uh, you kind of just designed it with them in mind, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Myself. I- Struggle with PTSD and a traumatic brain injury, so I w- wanted to design something that I felt safe in. A lot of us veterans get used to kind of clearing the house and stuff like that. That's something that we felt that we did a lot in Afghanistan or Iraq. Um, so I designed the house to be able to lay in the bed and see, uh, look over and see inside the bathroom, and I'll also be able to see out the windows from the front door to the side door. So it's actually designed specifically that way for PTSD. On top of that, it's designed very small. That way, it relates a lot to we'll living kind of like a barracks lifestyle or a bee hut. When you walk in. And most of our houses are 240 square feet. Uh, so when you walk in immediately to your left, there will be a kitchen with a sink, refrigerator, stove uh, to your right. Um, the veterans that actually live in our houses will get to pick out like a specialty type of furniture. So it could be a, a little dining table, it could be a little loveseat, it could be whatever they choose. We have a relationship with Nebraska Furniture. We've been very fortunate that they they donate that stuff. More in the back right-hand corner, there's a bed um, that we built that has a closet kind of built in a desk. Um, about that with a TV that kind of rotates, and then if you look to the left, uh, which you can see on our website, you have a full bathroom. So we meet all of the housing codes. Um, They're super efficient. We use uh, Mitsubishi mini splits in them to heat and cool them, LED lights. We also have 320 square foot family units. It's not just an individual veteran that's sometimes homeless. It's also families that can be homeless as well. Uh, Those houses actually sleep seven, and the cool thing is, is all these houses are built on a concrete slab foundation just like normal houses are. We stick build them on top of those concrete slab foundations that way they again we meet code. We're one of the first nonprofits in the United States that builds tiny houses according to code and within inside city limits. So that's kind of our a lot of people say our claim to fame, but that's really the smallest minute part in what we offer. The big part of what we offer is having a four thousand foot community center that provides the health care, the dental care, the veterinary services, the wraparound services that make these veterans successful, right? What's cool about our program is we actually build the program around the individual's needs. So if an individual is homeless due to the fact of a mental health issue that we focus on his mental health issues. Maybe he's homeless due to the fact that um, he has a drinking issue. Then we can really focus on the underlying drinking issue. There's no determined time they're allowed to stay, right? As long as they're showing progression, they're, they're allowed to stay within there. But their programs are designed with their case manager and their social worker. There's a 7-1 to one counselor ratio. We try to keep these guys very engaged. We're privately funded and donated. The reason why we do that is so we can actually help any veteran that walks through our door. We don't have specifications on what veterans we do and don't help. Every single veteran qualifies for us, and that allows us not to take government funding.
0: From the services you provide, you mentioned the case management and obviously the community center and, of course, the uh, tiny houses. What's been kind of the response and the impact you've made on the veterans so far that are involved? Uh,
1: veterans across the street. These guys want to succeed. What they need is they need a hand up. They need somebody that has their back. And what we're doing is we're showing them that the community has their back. The community loves them. The community's there for them. So another cool part, I didn't tell you guys too, is we have a bus pass program, it's also one of the first in the United States. Uh, we partnered up with the city of Kansas City, any veteran can come to us and actually get a bus pass. We make them an ID right on the spot, they just have to show some type of verification and they're able to get a bus pass. That has been very instrumental in doing what we're doing as well. Uh, I've personally seen three guys cry to me. I can go see my grandkids now, I can go, I got a job now, I I can go get groceries now, right? Something as simple as a thirty-five bus pass is making these guys super successful. We can pinpoint over, I would say, I think we're at 18 jobs that we know of for sure that have been just successful just from the bus pass program. So that's a very key part on doing Veterans Community Project as well. That's a very key part on you know, what we're going to bring to other cities on top of the tiny houses, uh, being inside city limits. There's veterans across the street that lives in our village right now. He has schizophrenia and some other issues, but he's been over at our community center every single day. This gentleman would never talk to anybody. He's been talking with us. He's been baking us cakes. That's instrumental in proving that this program works, right? On top of that, he doesn't have any kids. He's never had any relationships or anything. What he wanted for his birthday was a cat. That's that's huge, right? That gives me just the chills even thinking about it. He wanted a cat. That's a success in our books, right? This gentleman is almost in the process of moving out and, and is being successful. Unfortunately, a lot of his veterans do battle with PTSD and a lot of that stuff. And so sometimes we have a, another gentleman across the street that's been to Iraq three times. His third two in Iraq left, lost a couple of his uh, really good friends, had a drinking issue, got kicked out due to a drinking issue with the dishonorable discharge, couldn't get a job anywhere. Nobody's going to you know, offer a veteran a job that's dishonorable discharge. That's almost worse than having a felony on your record. So literally, he was just on the streets living, uh, tried to commit suicide a couple of times, and that's when we met him, we found him. And we're helping him right now with getting his discharge upgrade, you know, to an honorable. So he's served successful the last three tours, and since this happened, it's really a mental health issue, right? He didn't get the mental health help that he needed. He didn't qualify for any of the benefits from the VA. So he's in our, our community now. He's wanting to get a job with Arello. This, this gentleman has been super successful.
0: Talking with Brandon Mixon. He's the co founder and chief project officer with Veterans Community Project, which is based in Kansas City. Uh, Brandon, how unique is kind of your approach, and are there plans for you guys to expand to other uh, communities as well?
1: We've had over 573 cities reach out to us. We're literally writing the playbook as we go. This has never been done before in the United States whatsoever. So we're trying to bring the bus pass program to cities. We're trying to bring the homes to cities. And a wraparound services to every single city is our goal. It's a huge undertaking, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to leave any of my brothers hanging, uh, none of my sisters hanging. And again, we just need the community support. You know, Maybe that support is donations. Maybe that support is physically coming in here and painting walls and, and maybe uh, just talking with veterans. Maybe it's being one of the counselor. There's a lot of different ways in, to get involved. We even have local middle schools and high schools doing our work for us, right? They actually love being able to paint paintings that are going in these veterans' homes that are actually the veterans get to see, that they get to take with them when they transition out of their house. That's, that's a huge impact for a lot of these teens. There's so many different ways to get involved. We just got to take that leap of faith and really, really uh, leave it in God's hands. That's what I did. And. And this is where he's led
0: me so far. Folks can find out more at the website, veteranscommunityproject.org, and find out more about what you're doing there in Kansas City. And, of course, you mentioned Nashville and St. Louis and, and also some other communities you're going to be hopefully uh, doing similar things as well. Brandon Mixon, he's the co-founder, chief project officer with Veterans Community Project, which is based in Kansas City. For Closer Look, I'm Joel Reagan. This has been Air One Closer Look find us online at air1.com